Yeah! Welcome, this is Two Exes and a Fucking Millennial. I'm Sky. I'm Chris. And I'm Heather. I guess I'm a millennial? Yes, I am a Gen X. I am also Gen X. Can I just say one thing? Yeah, baby, just say it. Hey, Tara, you want some? This bitch empty. Hey, when you start, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab by Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. What topic are we doing today, Heather? So today we are going to talk about women in music. Or as I said, in whenever like you were going, chick rock. Chick rock, yeah. <laughs> chick rock, you know. I girl bands. Not all girl bands, but girl-led bands. I mm-hmm. think when I made my post with Coco in it, I called it chick rock. <laughs> you did. Hey. I was proud, but you know. <laughs> okay, so real quick, I had this like whole idea of talking about like boy bands one episode and then our girl band the next episode. Mm-hmm. Except I had realized something. Hmm. I don't really listen to boy bands. <laughs> Me neither. That's why I sat that one out. Yes, well, true. I was like, yeah, I know boy bands. I I listen to boy. I listen to bands that have good male leads in them. Yeah. Not necessarily boy bands. The only boy band I was refer- referencing that episode was One Direction. That's okay, because whenever uh, we recorded that, I was very glad we had the twins because I had just come out of a tornado. <laughs> no, yes, really. you had. Yes, yeah. you Literally. had. Sure, yeah. the, the, the store we were in got passed over like two blocks away. Oh, man, yeah. They are still... We wound up in the walk-in, just all kind of hanging out, and, you know, everybody staring at their phones. And we you know, the walk-in is one of the minutes. safest places you could be during a tornado. Like the walk-in yeah. at at work, at mm-hmm. our work, or at a gas station. If you're at a gas station, True. I mean, that's where you need to go. The the insulated walls. I've seen them construct those things. Mm-hmm. They're bolted to the concrete. Yeah. So yeah. you know, so the is. building could go, and you could still be hanging out there in the walk-in, and yeah. You know, like if you're at a convenience store, there's also like the perk of like drinks and beer. And <laughs> True. You can just that have wouldn't a work out for restaurants, party. but yeah, I mean, why not? You don't know how long you're going to be there, right? <laughs> right. But you guys didn't do tornado watching. <laughs> no, I did beforehand, and I, I think I sent you a picture of the clouds that day. But it just kind of. Um, came in really, really fast and just kind of scooted around our little shopping area. Mm. Some of the other places in Little Rock did not fare so well. No, I saw the pictures. It looked really awful. Mm-mm. Actually, and they've been—they're still doing the cleanup there in town and around um, around Little Rock. But right across from the store, there's the staging area of. And they are bringing dump truck after dump truck of rubble and rubbish and dumping it off in the field. And it's amazing. And they're going to just crush it into the... Probably. But it's amazing how much devastation yeah. whenever you pile it all in one yeah, place. Yeah, it's a good visual mm-hmm. reminder how deadly ter- tornadoes oh. are. Yeah, we live in the south. We do. And <laughs> we I, live in I want to go off Alley. on a tangent about tornadoes, but we're talking about chick rock today because I love tornado talk. True. <laughs> we need to do a 
weather episode. Oh, I think I think we should I because ex- I am a weather freak. I will mm. talk to you guys about when I was younger and we, when we first moved down here and I had my very first tornado warning. Oh, yeah. They don't have those in, like... Wyoming. Montana, right? <laughs> North Dakota? <laughs> Idaho. It's Idaho, Idaho every time. Oh, that's what it was. Uh-huh. Okay, whenever I think of this kind of music, the first thing that comes to my mind is a dear friend of mine who grew up with me, Kim. Uh, we're the same age. Uh, she's from just a town north of here. Mm-hmm. And whenever I moved to Minnesota as a teenager, my dad got a job up there. Uh, he hired, my dad hired her dad to come up to mm-hmm. Minnesota also and work. So she and I are two Southerners who wound up in the same school up there. We were already friends. Oh, that's But good. this made us like besties. Mm-hmm. So we pretty much hung out all the time. And, yeah, I remember summers of nothing but chick rock music, you know? Good. That's good for you. Good Kim, for you, Chris. Shout out to Kim. I love you. So what was your friend Kim into? Because Kim would we be Gen actually, X. Yes, definitely. Um, we, we we were into MTV. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> the Breeders. Mm-hmm. I definitely remember that. Kim uh, Deal. Big fan. Yes. I, I remember some of the, like, 1970s mm-hmm. um, emerging Female, like strong female power, um, like Joan Jett, Hart, yes. uh, the Wilson sisters, and yes. people like that. Really. Yeah, really strong, strong voices, and yeah, yeah lyrically too. It was it, it became more more than just a phase. I feel like for her in her teen years, mm-hmm. and it bled over into me somewhat, just because now I like that music. I mean, there was a lot to choose from. There were a lot of a lot of uh, female artists that, like, I remember in the late '80s discovering on like college radio, which was a thing back then. You know, yeah. college. Oh, I miss it. Is college radio still around? No, no, not no. the same anyway. No, college radio was would be like a station like out of MSU or SMSU mm-hmm. or whatever, but they would play like uh, whatever they whatever the wanted. hell they wanted, whatever type of show they wanted to do. They would have different types of shows on. Yeah, I you remember. Know, like, Pitch Perfect. Yeah, there was some there was some college radio back in that movie. Yeah. But when I think of college radio, I think of like R.E.M. and like kind of more progressive bands like that. So along with that was like um, Natalie Merchant, 10,000 Maniacs. Uh-huh. I was a big fan of hers. Um, I liked Edie Brickell and I liked Suzanne Vega. Those were all like the earlier ones. And I got into... Like the Indigo Girls in yeah. the late '80s, and they've just kind of been a staple since then. You were telling me your first concert was the Indigo Girls. It was. It was so good. What was that? That was. I think I was 14, so that would have been 90. So in the prime. Yeah. Well, it was before I could drive because my friend's parents drove us up there mm-hmm. to St. Louis to the Fox, and we saw them, and it was, it was really really cool. And I remember seen, the opening act. It was Matthew Sweet. Do you remember him? He was like. Mm-mm. Get yourself a girlfriend. They had like the one hit wonder in the oh, 90s. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I feel like I've seen another chick band open for them, but I can't remember. But I did see them at a couple of Lilith festivals. Mm-hmm. And um, along with some of those other artists, like Natalie Merchant was there mm-hmm. and uh, Cheryl Crow was at one of them. There were just all sorts of, and Sarah McLaughlin founded the festival. Right. And so she was always there. And, I mean, that was just, that was a great outdoor several-day festival. It was just 
real and chill was, and all sorts of stages. And I think I, I was thinking uh, earlier that when I saw it the first time I was at Riverport, which is what I will always yes. call the... <laughs> That's Riverport. <laughs> it's Riverport yes, till the day we die in yes. St. Louis. Thank you very much. I, I knew you'd understand. <laughs> Well, and in the same way, I still call Bonner Springs the Sandstone and always will for yes. the rest of my <laughs> life. So we saw them at the Sandstone uh, and or saw Lilith Festival at the Sandstone. And it yeah. was pretty, pretty badass. As that we was Gen a Xers huge like to festival. Say. Yeah, it was. It was uh, started, I think, because Sarah McLaughlin was like pissed because she there were never any... Uh, lead acts that were more than like one female at a time like two had been the most for festivals or it was something it's something like that right so she was just like i'm just gonna make a chick festival and she just did it well now you have chick coat whatever coachella yeah coachella is that, that all that's not all chicks though right? no it's it's like variety of artists like male bands male solo artists female bands and female solo Little artist, but I don't know much about it. Just it's like a big music festival, though. This was a lot more low key as far as like there were probably like beer. There were probably beer stands there, but mm-hmm. it was I don't know. It was outside. It was during the day. It wasn't like you know rich people. Right. I feel I feel like Coachella right. is like like rich people that like to wear really tiny clothing. <laughs> Yeah. These kids wearing their tiny, tiny <laughs> jeans and walking around listening to their crazy techno music. Well, you start looking at bills these days and you see tons of girl bands mm-hmm. right alongside. And yes. it's not just like, okay, Saturdays for the girls. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's completely mixed in. And that wasn't the case before. Though. No, and all these ladies were trailblazers, so to speak, mm-hmm. getting that going, so... I liked a lot of the cool bands from the 90s. <laughs> One of my favorites, Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. From Home, Missouri. Home State Girl. Exactly. Yeah. From yeah. Kennett. We used to, uh, I used to work in Kennett, and I swear, I used to travel down there quite a bit for it, and I swear every single person you come across in Kennett has a Cheryl Crow story or a Cheryl <laughs> Crow family story, you know. <laughs> oh, if I had one, I'd tell it all the time, That's too. true. I think I would, too. <laughs> She has Do you a, know who Cheryl Crow is? No. Oh, my gosh. Not even if... I mean, I, every day is a winding road that comes to not mind. Not even with, if we played, like, the Kid Rock Cheryl Crow song? <laughs> I mean, if you... If you <laughs> put your picture away. Wait, that maybe... Does it kind of But do we really want to talk about Kid Rock no. today? I know I don't. Kid Rock's awesome, but not today. Very faint. Familiar. Oh I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. Cheryl Crow is before your time. That just kind of blows me away. Didn't she play a Super Bowl one time? I I don't know. I could be making that up totally. That was Madonna. <laughs> Ooh, Madonna's a good one to talk about, though, because earlier today when I was driving around, I was thinking about that 80s playlist that I play sometimes at work. Yeah. And, like, I've got the Madonna on there. I've got the Cindy Lauper on there. I mean, I loved Cindy Lauper. Madonna, like yes. Debbie Henry from Blondie. So I've heard mm-hmm. of Cindy Lauper because mm-hmm. my middle school music teacher was like True Color. She was basically the oh, lady, song. the Lady Gaga of my time. And yeah, all. yeah. And so I like, agree. Who's that music teacher? We could be friends. <laughs> Some of the bands that I've listened to slash solo artists is. Like Paramore, Avril Lavigne, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's some 
a few ones that I've like recently listened to. Let me pull up her name real quick. Working with you guys made me, I hadn't realized how many millennials really liked Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Good Lord. Because she was kind of transit, like, I mean, right. she was, I was older when she came out, but I mean, mm-hmm. I still thought she was cool because of the Skater Boy. Yeah. But- skater Boy song, because I liked myself a Skater Boy back in the day. <laughs> well, so like, one of them that I'm trying to remember the name of, she released a song called 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. And another one goes A, B, C, D, E, F. Oh, yeah. You like that one. Mm-hmm. I do like that one. Uh, you and Kat, shout out to Kat. Yeah. Both really like her stuff and both use it on your playlists. And I oh, just yeah. thought it was cool. I wish I could remember the name of her, their names because they're both talented. And the one that also wrote I um, 10 Things I Hate About You wrote another song called Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have that on a playlist as well. I, I remember. Do. I was like, what is this and who is this? And I oh, like this. I like this. Huh? <laughs> so Leah Kate wrote 10 Things I Hate About You and... I just said, twinkle, twinkle, little bitch. And then... <laughs> I love the way she says that. I, <laughs> I think it's just twinkle, twinkle, but... No, say but it the no, way you have to say it. Yeah. You have to say it all. <gasps> Do I not have the one on here? That's so sad. Hold on. I've got to pull it up like this. There you go. Uh, Gail. That was like a, a long search for I just know. one word. Gail. No idea. <laughs> Crystal Gale? Gale from Hunger Games? Just Gale. Those are the only two Gales I've got. And I know it's not either just one of them. All those. in caps, Gale. Okay. I feel so stupid now. Why? <laughs> no, don't feel stupid. Well, I'm not really great with like names. I'm just like, ooh, this is really good. And I just like look up the lyrics. Have you ever oh, played okay. me and a Gale at work that I would I don't think remember? M- what type of music? She's the one that does the She's the bit baby. A, B, C, D, E, F, U. That one. Yeah. Because she's kind of got like a sing-songy, cheery thing going on when she sings that. And then mm. but it's like really like... Sar- sarcastic. Like, ang- and, like yeah. rage and it's like... Speaking of raging chick songs and bands, L7. Did you ever listen to L7? Mm-hmm. That was a really... Uh, it was a punk, a chick punk band yeah. from the late 80s and into the 90s. And uh, their most popular song, in my opinion, was called Shit List. And it was great. Sky, I've been meaning to play it for you for a long time. <laughs> I will try to remember this week. I liked the hardcore um, the hardcore stuff like that. It was kind of new at the time. And I had never really heard a re- really hardcore band of chicks that was like L7 at that point in my life when I first started yeah. listening to them. I was just about to ask you, Heather, what you felt. Would you include the Cranberries and Blondie? Like, you know, strong female front. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would, too. Dolores, what was her last name? Richards? I can't remember her last name. She's gone now. Dolores O'Reardon? O'Reardon. Is that how you say her last name? Yeah, Irish, so it could Mm -hmm. be like a a different pronunciation. Cranberries were awesome. Cranberries were awesome. (laughs) But anyways, but going back, um, there's also, like, other... Female artists that I've listened to, like, back in 2020. Um, back in or 2020. 2021. Um, Olivia Rodriguez mm-hmm. came out with... make us cry. <laughs> How do you think I felt? <laughs> How do you think I feel? I realized that I graduated six years ago. Oh, my gosh. Oh my make her stop. Make her stop. <laughs> I cannot reach her to smack her, but you can. I have stumpy arms, and I feel like I'm over in this corner for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> my ter- my Tyrannosaurus arms. Is that the one that has the tiny arms? Yes, Tyrannosaurus <laughs> T-Rex. My arms aren't tiny, just by the way, disclaimer, but I'm just, a sh- I'm short in comparison to them, and I can't reach Sky, and I don't like it when she... 
makes fun of our age. I don't like it when she gets all sad about remembering seven years ago. <laughs> Oh, anyways, chick bands. Anyways. Chick bands, yeah. So, okay, who else did I write down? But I have <clears throat> Olivia Rodriguez, and like when her song Driver's License came out, I was like, oh my God, why didn't this come out back when, mm-hmm. you know, like all these like breakup songs and rage songs are coming out. I'm like, yeah. where were they when I needed oh, these? Oh man, I could have given you a rage song like Well, this is before I even met you. Well, no, I just mean like when I was in high school, I had a rage song, like. Mm-hmm. But um, but also before, for everything. But then, <laughs> then going back to my younger self, I also listened to a lot of Kelly Clarkson and Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson is a badass. I love Kelly. Clarkson. I mean, Kelly Clarkson has really like gained my respect. Not that she needed to or right. had to or anything, but like. No, she. she I mean, to do that. She is. Just the quality of her voice is, I'm a voice person, like when, especially when it comes to women, like mm-hmm. the quality of her voice is just astonishing. Like, yeah, it really is. And there are, I feel like there are a lot of women that are, are like that now, like Gaga, mm-hmm. when she does stuff that's not electronic and dance right, music. Right, right. I mean, she sounds good then too. Those are just not They're two just types not of types. music that I will listen to, but mm-hmm. you know, when she sings, she did a, an album with Tony Bennett. Did oh, you ever really? see that? Where it's like uh, jazz and Tony That's Bennett songs, cool. and they're yeah. singing together, and well, she's on the piano, and he's yeah. singing, and then they switch up. And well, they're, they're best friends, but, you it's know. It's amazing. Like, wow. you, her, to hear her voice, yeah, you know, you're yeah. just like, oh, my God. And then, or at least I am, because I really, really geek out over that show. Mm-hmm. And, so I'm not a big country fan, but when I do, I listen to either Carrie Underwood. She's got a good voice. Or... Mm-hmm. Old Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay, so we got to talk about Taylor Swift in, in this yeah. female artist. Now we're going to modern times in my book, but she has broken through every ceiling, glass, it or seems retro- like, like it. Yeah. She is a strong woman and she has like had to grow up making her mistakes and like, mm-hmm. not that she's made any like significant mistakes, but growing up being, you know, awkward and trying to figure out the business and then figuring out that she didn't own her music right and she couldn't control what was done with her music yeah so she started over mm-hmm. and now she owns absolutely everything she has and everything she puts out and that is a huge step for for musicians all over but for mm-hmm. you know I think for women when she did it she was just like why is this why don't I own right, this like right why does nobody do this sort of thing? And then and yeah. she, so she was just like, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm Taylor Swift. And she just was like, mm-hmm. broke, broke through the glass ceiling. She's, she's a badass. And, you know, Beyonce is another one. She is the, she's the queen bee. Yeah. She's just got it. She's control, you know, she got control mm-hmm. over her career when, you know, initially her dad controlled her career. Mm-hmm. And he Ooh. was, he had, Dest- you know, when Destiny's Child started out, which yeah. was Beyonce's, like, group with her sister Solange, right? Uh, so, yes. Or something like that. So, like, another Britney Spears? Not that bad. Not that bad. Well, obviously not, not that, that bad. bad. But, like... Another apparent controlling <laughs> someone else's. Yeah, career. not necessarily, I think, anything like destructive, but 
I think he was, yeah, I think he was like a, you know, probably a hard ass, but I think he recognized, I could be making this up. I think he recognized early on that, uh, that she was the, she was the shit. She was the one going and, you know. I don't know why a lot of artists like the Jackson Mm Five and Britney Spears and Beyonce's parents would be like assholes like that. Oh, because that's their cash cow. True. Another, oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Another artist I'm thinking of, she's also, like, she's mainly actor. She's mainly an actress, but, like, she also, like, did country music is Jeanette McC- McCurry. Jeanette McCurdy, yeah. And that was, instead of her dad, it was her mom that was. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been dying to read that book. My best friend said it was really hard to read, but really, really amazing. Like, really good. But, I mean, she was the iCarly girl, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. she was. She played iCarly's best friend. Sam. Yeah, she Sam. was Sam. Buttersock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, her, it's horrifying. Like, her life was horrifying. What? There's a lot of, like, child stars, though, that have finally kind of started talking. Like, Brooke Shields just did a big interview mm-hmm. talking about her mom. And, you know, Drew Barrymore's mom was, like, this alcoholic that mm-hmm. introduced Drew to alcoholism and drugs. To get her in the scene. Mm -hmm. And and just like, you know, having to take care of their parent while their parent used them for their cash cow type Mm -hmm. of thing. I think there's a... Child stars are definitely made. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I can't think of as a parent anything. I mean, if I had a child that was like, came out like, I'm going to be a star, male, female, whatever... If they have that passion for anything, I'm going to support it. Yeah. But, I mean, I would hate to have for that to be their passion as a child because I feel like they're going to miss out on stuff. And I feel like kids kids these days don't get a normal childhood like we knew it. No. And I feel like this this would be even worse because imagine imagine having, having to be really judged on your look and how you act that's not your real self all the time as a child. Mm-hmm. Like before you even know who you are. So... You you mentioned just a few minutes ago you were talking about uh, strong female leads mm-hmm. and let's go back a few generations hit farther on Madonna and Cindy Madonna. Mm-hmm. I mean Madonna that that was superstar. She broke the first ceiling. Yeah, that was superstar beyond superstar. Mm-hmm. I mean we had Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and then and Madonna. Ne- then Madonna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was enormous. Yeah, and for her, there really weren't any superstar women that were of putting out, at least selling records like that. Right. And by records, I mean like you know what we used to use and tapes and. (laughs) I know, Heather. Okay, just checking, sweetie. Not downloads. I know. Okay. I own CDs and tapes. Yeah. My mom owned vinyl records. You have vinyl records. I do have. Mm -hmm. That's I. You know. Have you gotten them out of the closet since our last? Time we brought this up. You mean off my bookshelf? <laughs> we're gonna have a record party at your house, okay. and we're gonna go through your records. I oh, you could bring them to my house because I've got my record player all set up, and I use it all the time. All I have to do is just hook it up to a Bluetooth speaker, and then we're good to go. Oh yeah, mine doesn't have that capability. <laughs> the speakers are built into the record player, yes. and it looks like an old timey radio on that's the front. Oh, that's cool. And it has, you know, what I'm talking about—the uh-huh. wood kind of—and it has a. AM, FM, yeah. you can get, which I use to listen to my NPR. Like, I had it on all the time. Yeah. And it has a little tape thing in the side that's not like a tape deck, but it's like the little slot in, like, 
old cars when they first got tape decks where it just went click in. Yep. Yep. There were yep. no buttons and you just push it, you know, push yeah. the thing that came out. Yeah. Well, when I was younger, I have that. It's, I'm pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> when I was younger, my um, my Let parents me tell you about my track player later. <laughs> my parents bought me a uh, a Bluetooth, a smaller one, kind of like that, but it's like yeah. Bluetooth, CD, um, aux cord, mm-hmm. anything radio. your little heart could desire. That's so cool. And uh, a few years down the road, I was like, Hey, can I get like a final record player? The pride in my father's eyes whenever I said I wanted a vinyl record player. Well, so <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel day. that way. I would feel that way as a parent. So record players were becoming a, a big thing when I was in high school. Yeah, and I because they, pe- they were so retro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I really wanted one, and my dad went to one of his friends. I said, "This guy wants a record player, and she wants to get one from Walmart." And he's like, "Don't get one from Walmart." They break easily. And so they had gotten me like a nicer Bluetooth connected record player. And yeah. I still love that you like records and have a record player, even if you don't remember what records you have. So Madonna, I had the tape. Mm-hmm. I had the first, her first album, which I don't remember what the name of the album was, but it had Borderline. Yes. It had that song on it. Mm-hmm. And um, True Blue was the one I really liked. And that's when she had that Marilyn Monroe sh- Look, but the really short blonde hair. Yeah. That album, I could still probably, I had that tape too, and I could sing probably every lyric on it still. Because like we've discussed before back then, you know, you've got to memorize lyrics because your options were limited. Very limited. But yeah, Like a Virgin was very scandalous. And then she just went on to do what now do not seem like scandalous things at all because she's the one that broke broke the ceiling. But... Everything she did was scandalous. <laughs> like a From virgin. the clothes she wore to the songs. And she didn't give a fuck. No, she didn't. And like a prayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I loved that song. And that video, she had burning crosses in that video. And people lost their minds. Absolutely. And it was nothing compared to anything now. Like Nowadays. at all. Because I watched right. the video recently. But um, she was, you know, wearing all the crucifix necklace, necklaces mm-hmm. and stuff, and being being very sexual while doing so. So that Wouldn't was a she real big like a corset. Well, that yeah, in the beginning, in and the then video? She, she went on to do all sorts of stuff. She did the that was crazy. She did the what was the name of the tour of the sex tour that was later on. You know what I'm talking about? No. How could you forget that uh, Madonna did a uh, coffee table book? specifically about sex and That's what I'm talking about because there was a documentary with it. That's what I'm trying to remember Uh, the name of. Okay, I'm going to find out. Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Okay, what was the name of the... Okay, so we were trying to think of the Madonna... I was trying to think of the Madonna... Chris mentioned the coffee table book. It was an erotica book, a photography book. So that was very scandalous. She also did like a truth or dare. I don't know if it was an album or like a tour. Maybe it was a tour. And there was a, I believe, an accompanying video of it. Mm -hmm. And it was also seen as very scandalous. Normalizing sex, normalizing a little bit of homosexuality, which wasn't normalized then. It didn't have anything blatant. Like I say, it was just the idea of a lot of things. 
And only 20 years later... And only 20 years later... Miley Cyrus is naked on top of a wrecking ball. Let's talk about Miley. <laughs> I'm Miley fangirl all day long. And she's, she's got an amazing set of pipes. Oh, she really does. Unbelievable singer. She really, really does. I have to admit that. Yeah, she's uh, like... I've told Sky so many times, like I'm, her original stuff is not really my style of music, like right. a lot of it, but... I, yeah, her voice is unreal. Her covers are unreal. And she's just, a, she's a badass. We've watched her grow up. Yeah. We've watched her go through her awkward, wild, weird stuff that mm -hmm. now she talks about as more of an adult. Yeah. Which is kind of nice to watch. I like seeing people. I mean, I, I would hate to grow up in front of a camera, but I like yeah. seeing musicians and actors and stuff that have grown up that are not afraid to share their lessons from the shitty behavior that we all saw because they're, right. you know. But she, uh, yeah, her pipes and her covers are unreal. I mean, I just lose my mind every I, time I listen to her cover well, anything. I, Go ahead. Well, when I was introduced to Miley Cyrus, it's when she was playing on the Disney Channel as Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. And so I liked her then. There was a period where I was like, I don't, like, after her breakup with, Liam Hemsworth the first time and she pulled out Wrecking Ball and I was like okay this is really catchy and then songs after that like I kind of didn't like but then I was you know Heather showed me some of her new stuff and I was like okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> watch it Sky do it now and so like I'm like okay yeah like there was a period where I just didn't care for her style of music at the time but then like reeled it back in especially with her new song that was a um, response song I can buy myself flowers. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yes. a, that's, that's a, a good one, her poppy stuff. Even if you don't like, like, I'm not really into poppy music, her pipes make it worth it, and she just doesn't, she doesn't limit herself to any specific style of, or genre of music. True. I feel like that's more common now, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. We talked about that on the Grateful Dead episode or the Dead episode. Have you noticed, um, I've noticed, I noticed, Millennials, especially dealing with uh, you, Sky, and the twins dealing in that episode. You. They, you guys are basing like timelines on these people's relationships with other famous <laughs> people. While Gen X, we, we're basing timelines off of the singles that are released. Yes. Have you noticed that? Yes. That's, That's interesting. That is interesting. I just picked up on that, whatever you said that. I'm like, I've heard this over and over. What? Yeah, it's like the sound, the soundtrack of our lives. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah, that is, that is funny. Moving from Madonna and going back even further, whenever I think of strong female leads, I think Melissa Etheridge. Oh, yeah, Melissa. Also a big headliner at the Lilith Fair. Yeah. And she was at the, the one at the Sandstone mm -hmm. <laughs> that I saw. I would have loved to see Melissa. Ever. She was a mate. She was one of the best acts. She and Natalie Merchant was really good. Mm -hmm. It was right after Natalie Merchant released that um, album, Tiger Lily, that solo album. Mm. Um, yeah, you might not know it, but mm. she had just recently like started off on her own post Ten Thousand Maniacs. Yeah, and she was unreal. She was like in her prime, and her voice was amazing. And you know, they just kind of all did what they wanted and they were all just cool. Like there was nothing, you yeah. know, there was nothing, there was no stage that wasn't cool. Right. You know, even like the second stages or whatever because yeah. they would have different stuff set up. I mean, and a lot of those uh, second stages had people that came up later. And later got yeah. huge. 
Of yeah. course. Well, so that was an, cool. There's an artist that I'm thinking of right now that I've only known, like, I know her for, like, one song, but I've, like, listened, dabbled a little bit in her music. Mm-hmm. And it's because of a very popular Netflix show, Stranger Things. Yeah. Kate Bush. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was a Kate Bush fan in uh, in middle school, especially, like, so it would have been late 80s. Right. Maybe up, maybe up to 91. Michelle. I remember you saying, I was a Kate Bush fan whenever it was new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody's like, because, you know, Jumping all the memes. The Stranger Things every, Yeah, everybody was like, who's, Kate, who's this Kate Bush, though? T-H-O, question mark. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, let me tell you about 55 songs from Kate Bush. And we're, this you know, Kate Bush is going to have some kind of career now that she's got a... Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but just something I want to also bring up is female artists or any type of artist being like recognized now because of TV shows like Stranger Things, mm-hmm. Resurgence and like music. I'm all for it. I love it. I do too. I love it. I love soundtracks. And to if TV anybody shows. wants to look up my music and use it, feel free. We'll give you that uh we'll give you that website. Yeah. It's funny cuz Chris and I went down to a store in Tennessee and there was one night that we um, we were closing together, and mm-hmm. he was like, Sky, t- tell Echo to look up Chris Brotherton. <laughs> and I was like, sure, bet. Did it. And it popped up your yeah. music. And I was like. It's actually there, believe it or not. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of He's famous. Dated. <laughs> He's famous. Well, I mean, it's just going to be something someday that people talk about as a precursor to your podcasting career. You were talking about Kate Bush. Kate Bush, especially with Running Up the Hill. I think for that one, that particular song. Awesome song. It is a great song. I didn't hear it back in the day, but now I love it. I think it, like, the way that she talks about lost and how instead of like it shouldn't have been me it shouldn't have been you it should have been me if i could switch places i would kind of gets me a little bit because there's like like my grandmom like i wish she was still with us Mm -hmm. even if it's just for like a day right so it makes you feel lost a little bit yeah yeah and and kate bush does like the songs that hit me right off the top of my head for her besides running up the hill is uh she did a duet with Peter Gabriel. I don't know if you like Peter Gabriel, the So album. Um it's the one that's got in your eyes and stuff on oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um she uh did a duet with him called Don't Give Up and it's really haunting and good and it's 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 kind of the same gives you the same sort of feeling. Like you can relate it to like your grandmother or like, you know, a regret you have or a time that you've been through and stuff. And then she has another one that's in the soundtrack to it plays on a Kevin Bacon movie from the 80s. Mm-hmm. She's having a baby. <laughs> yeah. And it's called This Woman's Work. And it is a really good song. That's the one I have to send it to you. I was Sky. Gonna say <laughs> well, it was it was the same era. He still had that same hair, maybe a little bit after. <laughs> love Kevin Bacon. Everybody loves Kevin Bacon. I'm less than six degrees if you count music. (laughs) One of the reasons I think Kate Bush, uh, Kate Bush's music hits so hard 
is she's a songwriter. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're a singer-songwriter, it is it's personal. more personal. Mm-hmm. Yes. You so she really understands. She really right. going and then going back to Taylor Swift because she was also a well, she is also a, a singer-songwriter. Yes. And mm-hmm. A lot of her stuff that she writes is you know also true from the mm-hmm. like all her. All of her breakup songs. There's a boyfriend for every song, right? Isn't that what she kind of does, though? I don't know. I, get with the get with the Taylor. Get with the, the Swifties, not, Chris. I mean, if I looked on my my shared iTunes account, I'm sure there's Taylor Swift on there. The reason I Is it know been played on this phone, no. Well, <laughs> the reason I know so much about Taylor Swift is because my goddaughter Violet is the biggest Taylor Swift fan uh, on the planet, and. Has she gone or is going to the Taylor Swift? She's going. She's going in Kansas City. I've heard a couple negative reviews. I don't know. Is it because of like the merch? I don't know why. No. I. I, Like that's the only negative. Headlines. Y'all, I can't handle anywhere that has that many people in it for anyone. I wouldn't like. No, no, too many people. I don't like them. I don't like people. You've got to think. A lot of Taylor went through a lot of shit that. She probably would have never done a tour again. And then this coming year, she's like, I'm releasing a tour. I'm going on tour. Yeah, she's a ballsy and a chick. Of, and a lot of people are like, automatically, as soon as tickets drop. Yeah. I know a lot of yours were like deep cuts, but um, some of the bands that I remember were more popular, like the Bangles. Love the Bangles. Wilson Phillips. Yes, Wilson Phillips. You know, Joan Jett. Joan Jett. Joan Jett's amazing. And what was what was Joan Jett and what was the Blackhearts? No, not her oh. band. The band before that, the Runaways. The Runaways. The Runaways. Yes. Have you seen that movie? No, but I really it's wanted to. Freaking amazing. Well, and I didn't because I am in general, sorry, Sky, really not Kristen Stewart fan. But I heard she was amazing in that movie, yes. and I really wanted to see it. It's and on my Dakota list. Fanning. Yeah. yeah. The Runaways had Cherry Bomb. That was like Ch- their... Ch- cherry Yeah. And they were straight up um, just sexualized teenagers mm-hmm. who were thrown out on the road. Mm-hmm. And they were actually... It was Lita Ford. Mm-hmm. It was Lita Joan Ford, Jett, yeah. And who played drums? It was... Uh, I don't know. Ask, ask... Three out of four became super famous yeah. after. Yeah. You know. And... Amazing group, but amazing that they survived it. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just—they really were just thrown to the wolves and said, "Here, go make money for us and wear these." You know, wear the stuff, and they found their power. You know, but that would Mm -hmm. have been very scary. Like early eighties, is that what took place? Late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. But yeah, Joan Jett's amazing. I, there are a lot of uh, a lot of women that started in the '80s that I really like. My favorite—I keep forgetting to ever ask you if you were ever into this band. But one of my favorite bands ever, especially growing up, was Concrete Blonde. I know the name. I don't so, know if I know the music. Okay, well, you'll be you'll be getting stuff. And Sky, <laughs> I think you will too. She has um, my favorite female voice ever, singer-wise. She's amazing, and. She kind of started out in, I'd say, probably like 87, 
just really amazing music and something like that was different and mm-hmm. never be listened to. Remember, uh, remember the movie Pump Up the Volume? Yes. Remember that Leonard Cohen, everybody knows that's on the movie? Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. So she did the cover of it that is actually on the soundtrack. So okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go too far geek out on that, but I really, really, really like her. And I was telling Sky on the way over here, too, as much as maybe we don't want to, we cannot discount Courtney Love and Hole because True. that live through this album is, is bomb. I mean, no matter how much you hate Courtney Love, and we all have hated mm. Courtney Love. Yep. That album is so good. That album is so good. And her just screaming vocals. I loved that when that Seattle sound was coming out. Yeah. With the, with the, the you know, like the women of Seattle and kind of the women version of the female version of grunge, grunge. kind of the female accompanying stuff. Um, Even if she was a uh, crazy psycho conspiracy murdering, mm-hmm. probably Kurt Allegedly. wrote the album anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I, another <laughs> listen, true crime. I had episode. my Gen X boyfriend in the late eighties to early two thousands was mm-hmm. very uh, convinced of that. So I know yeah. a lot of too much about, Mm-hmm. So when we were on a break, I ha- I made Chris and Heather listen a little bit to a song called the song was called "The Best Thing" in parentheses that never happened, and it's called "We Are in the Crowd." No, mm-hmm. we are the in crowd. We That's the, the band. Crowd. That's the band. We they are were. The it sounded like just like what two chicks on vocals, maybe two or three, and mm-hmm. then some rocking guitar, and it kind of reminded me of. Do you remember Veruca Salt? Mm-mm. Did we already have this conversation? We did. But it wasn't, it wasn't on... It's after 10 o'clock. I'm not well. I know. We usually record three hours earlier than this, <laughs> so we're all kind of dead at the moment. <clears throat> but no. yeah, just like a cool, like, chick beat, you know, kind of... Mm-hmm. You bop your head to it, and then you, like... A little bit rough-edge guitar, which sounds good mm-hmm. with the voices, that sort of thing. Some good drum, Some good drum beats. Yeah. I've got um, a friend of mine, a music friend, lives in Illinois, and he has one daughter. And I, last time <clears throat> I saw him uh, in person, she was running around, you know, like two years old, and always asking to see my guitar and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, um, the other day, he posted her playing a solo show Aww. at a coffee house. I'm like, that is so awesome. They still play at coffee houses. That's yeah. cool. But she's just up there with an electric guitar by herself, rocking out. Yeah. Oh, nice. The balls yeah. of these kids. I love it. So it's the idea is still growing strong. Yeah. You just have to support it. Yeah. There was another like female musician that Sky and I were talking about. Well, there was Lord. Uh-huh. And she was something completely different and new when she came out. Really, her style you, and her voice. Yeah, you really. You said you really like her voice, especially in her yeah. song Royals. Well, I like her voice uh, in general. Just but... like in general. Yeah, Royals is the one I was playing and dancing to because I think I can sing it. But then the other one was uh, that you don't really listen to is Billie Eilish, and I'm a big Billie Eilish fan. I think she's incredibly talented. So I really, and she's really come up and taken over with everything. A year ago, we were in Florida on family vacation. We were driving through 
uh, Orlando area somewhere and uh, saw this sign for a concert going on and the billboard said Billie Eilish and I looked at Audrey and I said, who's that guy? <laughs> a year ago? I have no idea. <laughs> and we guess she went, Dad, it's a she. Yep. <laughs> she and has, she's amazing. She is amazing. <laughs> she has some rocking, rocking good music and she has really, really good vocal control. Like, in- incredibly good vocal control. Now, if the billboard had said Bonnie Raitt, I would have oh, known. Oh, <laughs> I do love Bonnie Raitt. Love Bonnie Raitt. There are just too many people to mention almost. I like, know. I brought in my little tiny notepad and I yeah. was, because, you know, I'm old and it's late and I was trying to keep my, my thoughts together. And right. We were talking about garbage earlier. I was playing some garbage on the way over the band did, and uh, really, really liked did some Sky, garbage. Had Sky ever heard any of it? Mm-mm. Of course not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that my parents didn't do me well. I'm kidding. I'm you kidding. said it. Mom, you said Dad, it. if you ever listen to this, I'm so sorry. That was supposed to be a sarcastic joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, that, I don't know, that kind of music, like grunge was probably, your parents are a little older mm-hmm. than when grunge became like a thing thing. So right. their music stuff is going to lean five to ten years earlier, even With- though they're not that much older, I feel like. I feel like you kind of have to have a friend who was into this music to mm-hmm. really, you know. It was me. I was I was that you friend. You were that friend. <laughs> I luckily had a friend like that to introduce me to some of these artists. Have you ever heard of Mother Love Bone? Boom. That was me. Like, I was I was that chick. <laughs> Making copies of tapes. That way oh, your yeah, friends could have yeah, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can remember teaching my youngest sister, who's 14 years younger than me, so... You know, it was right yeah. at about that time teaching her all about like grunge and the bands. Mm-hmm. And she was, she didn't understand. She was a baby, but she could t- speak really early. So I taught her all the songs. You would go <laughs> walking around. She's like popping her head, singing like chili pepper songs and yeah. things like that. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that was, that was me. I was that girl for sure. Okay, so we got to talk real quick about like black women and hip-hop and when women started coming up rapping and doing hip-hop but we got to talk about soul singers like we've got lauren hill started with Mm -hmm. the fugees went solo amazing voice i was really into erica badu still i'm into erica badu Mm -hmm. again an amazing like songwriter and vocalist and then you've got like i love eve like, I think Eve is a badass. Queen Latifah, Eve, like Eve the rapper. Mm, okay. Oh, my God. No idea. Eve is, like, from uh, from our gen. I, I, yeah, Queen Latifah, I got. Okay, well, it's Eve. the same, same, same. Okay. Okay. And um, Alicia Keys, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we ran out of time. Definitely. But, uh, I was, have to make... Lauren Hill was my... I was really kind of obsessed with her. Like, not her, but her her voice. Like, her voice is... Whew, and and Erica Badu. Like female R&B. Yeah, that'd be that, cool. That would be. That'd be really cool. Any final, final words? I think that's about it. That's about it? I had fun. We always have fun on this <laughs> podcast. Except when we go... <laughs> Starthy's super late. Yeah if, yeah. if we start super late, I can see it in our eyes. All three of us are just dead drained. We all have like a glaze. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, usually I am really tired when we start mm-hmm. these. And I'm I'm always just like, oh, I'm so tired. But then I'm always like, I always feel better after we have it. So True. rock on podcast.
Thank you so much. All right. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Sky. I'm Heather. I'm Chris. Bye. 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 <laughs>